And we're rolling. Hello, it's a late night podcast. It is, and my Coke has already popped, or I would pop it. But oh, that's the sound. Dennis. Well, I. It's like our in. opening theme song. I know it is. Well, tonight is not an ordinary night. It's I came not. in, I had an instant shit fit. <laughs> you really I kicked, did. Oh, fuck a duck. I we, let me. We, we should tell the story. We should tell the story. So I've been home all day. Yes. Due to a flaky date, which. Buckle up, couch potatoes. You're going to hear about that one. God damn. Um, but they're, it's like they're pod people. I've you been... left the house at like, what, three this afternoon? Um, a little bit earlier. And I had just come back from, from the gym and running some errands. Right. And was like, oh, do you have the clicker to the garage? Because right. I have uh, some of the old protein drinks in the can and in the bottle yeah. that I'm not using right now that I need to put in the garage because they're just sitting here in the living room, which is right. too west hollywood even for us right like, literally protein shakes well in they're sitting room. next to the perfect pusher push-up which i used the other night oh good i had to dust them off but i did use the good that's the good but anyhow so i was gonna put some stuff in the garage and i have some old clothes in there right right that you know th- let's just face it dennis they would just i would be they'd, they'd be, be swimming in yeah them. that's what i was looking for they'd just be much too big on me now um you know i'm acting like this 15 pound weight loss was uh, like i've had gastric bypass or something and i need to just like well i don't you, even know who i am dennis you don't even know who you are anywhere but if you close if you put on your clothes and they're all baggy then yeah that's a thing but anyhow so i would just want to do some garage business and you were going to be gone for the afternoon and the evening and i was like oh good leave me and you said oh you know what i'm parked out in front of the house and the clicker is in my car let me run and get it for you friend and i said great friend and i stood up i came out of the kitchen and walked with you to the front door and you ran gingerly out into the front where the car was parked and you jumped over the grass where the dog poop always is and you jumped over it again gingerly on the way back in and you gave me the garage door opener i said thank you friend and you said you're welcome friend and i'll see you later and i said well i have a date tonight so i won't see you and you said oh well i'm going to the movies i'll see you when we get home it'll be late maybe i won't see you till tomorrow because you had plans and i had plans we're busy busy people and movies and more and uh, I put the garage door opener right here on the coffee table, right here in front of the comedy couch. And I went back into the kitchen where I was on a computer to finish up what I was doing before I went and did my garage business. And um, about 60 or 90 seconds went by and I heard the, the um, front door to the house open. And I heard you take a couple of footsteps and then you went by and I heard the door shut behind you. And I thought... I don't think he just did what I think he just did. did I he? totally did it. I picked and, up my keys and the clicker and left. And so I uh, finished what I was doing. And about 10 minutes later, I got up and was ready to deal with the garage. And I came here to the coffee table where I put the garage door opener and it wasn't here. And no. I was like, he didn't really just go and get me the garage door opener. And then one minute later, come back in the house and take it and leave. Did he? Exactly what he did. And then I made the mistake of calling you on the magical talking stick. And which I didn't which know that you didn't called. Answer. I didn't answer. And then I left a text saying, do you have the garage door opener? And I, I saw the text and I assumed it was from earlier from before. Right. Went before we made that exchange. And so, so but that was like what, eight hours ago, whatever. So then yeah. uh, when you just came home, I was like, hello. And in a, you know, I'm in a good mood. And, and you were in a good mood. Oh, I just saw a great movie. And and I said, oh, by the way, you didn't come back in the house and get the garage door opener, did you, right after you gave it to me? Because I was looking for it. And you go, no, it's right there on the coffee table. And I go, no, but you just put it there just now. Yeah. Did you just come in? And then you went, god damn it. And you put it all together in your head. Yes, I did. In that moment. And you were so angry at yourself. I was so and mad. You shouldn't be that mad at yourself. Well, no, because I'm a... foggy. I'm not. I'm medicated all the time. Yeah. I'm not thinking clearly. I'm not, you know, and it was just such a, and then I saw the text and it was well, like putting together the sixth sense 
And I just <laughs> yeah, got mad. it really was that moment. And I was, and it was weird. I had a great time at the movies tonight, and then I was driving home, and I'm not, I'm, I'm sick. I'm a sick person, and I was thinking about being sick and dealing with that, and you know, and even though I had a really great time at the movie and loved it and was all that, I was cranky when I came in, kind of, and. Then I did the I couldn't do the simplest thing, which was leave the garage door opener. So I kicked some shit. I kicked some. And it was some, I a, kicked some DVDs from it, shit. Uh, they're from Betty. They're from so, Betty. So you know, they're not boxes. They're just plastic. You don't, you don't support them anyway. I You've support, expressed I, your you feeling know, clearly, and so how them. badly can you damage a DVD that was shot with a handy cam in the back of That's a theater right. in Pomona? I'm actually one hour and 28 <laughs> seconds through the movie Taken with Liam Neeson. Which I hear is good. It's Well, the first hour has been dynamite. Yeah. But anyway, once you so, kicked the pile of DVDs, we decided we should probably do a podcast. Well, and then I was like, what? Tony had a date tonight. What happened? I was like, oh, what? Did, how was your date? Did you have your date? And you said, no, I didn't have my date. Yeah. When's the last time that I actually had a date that I had? They, you know what I mean? Like, it's like I don't know how bad it ever just works. And it's not just you. It's I would not be in the major leagues. It's not just you. Like my friend Glenn was supposed to have, like, it was last weekend I think. I don't know. It was a couple weekends ago. He was supposed to have three dates, and they all three flaked, and he was cranky. And I was like, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be <laughs> Please, over." Please, that's a Sunday for me. Yeah, I'm gonna be over at Doug and John's. Why don't you come over and watch? You know, we're gonna watch something. And he's like, "Oh, thank you." Like. But it's literally like people. Yeah, there's pod people replacing date people. So it's and I'm not in in the game at the moment. Remarkable. So. The the what date? Uh, it was a Facebook first date, uh, and um, he was going to be in Orange County this afternoon with family. So we said, "How about Saturday night around 8? And I said, "Great." So at six thirty tonight, I'm sitting here. And I've got all this free time on my hands since I wasn't able to do my garage stuff that I wanted to do. <laughs> and I, and so I texted him thinking, I'm going to be proactive. I'm Mr. Helpful. I'm Tony Helpful. Good attitude, You're going to be of Tony. service, yes. as they say. And I'm, so I'm going to text him and say, you know what? If you're driving in from Orange County and we're going to try to meet someplace at 8, why don't you just come here to my place? Right. Because then if you're 15, 20, 30 minutes late, whatever, like I'm at home, I'm doing stuff. Right. And when you show up, you show up and then we can go get something to eat here in the neighborhood. Right. And, you know, maybe come back and fuck. I mean, because let's be honest, right? So so he, um, I text him at 6.30, you know, do you want us to come to my house? And he writes back, oh, actually – I'm thinking I might just stay in Orange County with my family and have some more fun. And I'm kind of not feeling so great. So, hmm, how about I just stay here with my family and then go to bed early and we just do this another time, like next week when I'm uh, feeling more up to it. I hate the part about having more fun with more my More fun that he had to include that he was having yeah. fun, but also not feeling <laughs> the well. The fun stops. The fun, yeah, like. Like, I'm such a joy kill yeah. already. Yeah. And God knows I am. But usually not before the first date, like really. And so uh, so I just was like, wow, all right, let me know. Like, ugh, Dead to just, you. Yeah. He's got to be dead. He's got to be dead to you. Right? I, there's this guy on Facebook. His name is John Unger. I'm going to fucking say his name. Okay. His name is John Unger, J-O-N. And he canceled on me. Um, he was one of the guys that canceled the guy from the weekend of cancellations that canceled the Friday night and rescheduled for Monday and then canceled that Monday. Yeah. I've never heard from him again. And his Facebook posts are always like, God, men in L.A. sure are flaky, sure are shallow. And it's all I can do. 
not to fucking answer one of his posts with really are we 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 us guys no, are the you problem should. you because i seem to think of a friday slash monday that you flaked on me yeah with just the minimal you know required apologies and p.s the onus is on you to make that date actually happen now if you cancel, if you're the yeah, if you cancel twice, yeah, then you really make it happen, and you should, you should actually take me someplace nice now. Do you know what I mean? Like now, yeah. you really need, right? Don't you feel like yeah. the person that cancels on you twice needs to kind of make well, a show? Well, especially if they're of, hoping to heat from you. Oh God. So yeah, so I'm sure he's a nice guy. I, but I he's a would have posted to me. it. You should. I would have posted something. Well, if, if he's my, commenting about how flaky people are, I would have would have been like. But we're strangers. That's we. All we have in common is that he asked me out. And then canceled on me two times. Right. We've literally never met face to face. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's asking for it. I know. If but, he's posting about it, I wouldn't just. But post then where do I draw like, the line? <laughs> you know, like if I start well, posting. Well, it's one of those things where when you people kind put of put up figure, dumb Facebook posts. The challenge is, I want to say the perfect thing <sighs> that is a bit of a dig, but playful enough that it's not bitchy. Well, then I'm not your then guy. You're at, then you're at. I'm not. I, am not I would guy. look at it as a writing exercise. You know, like. Um, oh, God, you're just so evolved. You can really make a, find something good out of anything that you would no. make that a writing. No, that's. No, I, I don't right. think it's a. I think of, of it. A, you don't want to make this for me, which well, is what you should do. That's good. That's healthy. You want it to land the way you want it to land with no weird repercussions, but you want to be like, dude, you can't post that shit. And. And and flake twice on me and not expect a little at least unfriend me. Yeah. After you flaked on me two times, yeah. at least then unfriend me if you're gonna send these. Yeah. There's another guy, Paul Bachland, who is another Facebook person Jesus. who sat there on our date talking about how um he you know, men just don't give him a chance and they all just think that he's too young and he's so mature for his age. But when people find out that he's, you know, the age that he is, no one will give him a fair shake. And then he's constantly fo Facebook posting, you know, laying by the pool with the cocktail. Boy, life weekends sure are fun. Woohoo. Like he writes woohoo a lot in his posts yeah. and stuff. And it's like, well, maybe if you want guys to take you more seriously and think of you as more mature than your age would belie. Yeah. How about not so much with the woo-hoo yeah. in your Facebook? Like, a lot of people see them. Yeah. I hate when people end with, I'm doing da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Life's good. Life is good. <laughs> Don't we hate the life is good people? Well, because, A, I think we have more than enough evidence to support the, the claim that no life is not no, good. No, their life is good. You know what? Theirs probably isn't even that good. I've, look, give me 10 minutes. <laughs> and also, if you have to put it. You, no, I don't know. I don't know what, what it is about the no, life. No, life's good. not that good. And... There was this great article in GQ, and I wish I had saved it. It was about the 10 most annoying people on oh, Facebook. Oh, yeah. I read that. It's hilarious. Oh, good. Yeah, because it was before you were on. And I loved, um, like, Hypochondriac Girl. Yeah, Misery that Girl. Was, oh, she was my favorite. That was my favorite character, because that's really... And then there was the guy that was too fabulous, like, uh, landing in Paris. Like, yeah. too fabulous guy. And then there was the guy that did too much acid in college, and, like, everything, the nature was, like... Just looking at the sunset, and I can't. I'm marveling at those colors, man. I had and, two different people. In the yeah. last podcast, I told a story about having to unfriend one of my female friends yes. because she was posting stuff. She was using like, your wall as a, her own billboard. Yeah, yeah, as her own fucking resume. Yeah, that's baloney. And I had two people uh, get in touch with me and be like, was it so-and-so? 
Um, two people from the pod? Two listeners. Wow. Do they know who it is Reached then? out, and no, neither of them were correct. Oh, wow. So, but I thought it was funny that people that were, people were like, I know who that is. It's so-and-so, isn't it? Yeah. There's um, a lot of media whores out there. Yeah. That's funny. It wasn't, it wasn't her. So I'm mad at this flaky date. I think he needs to be dead to you. Well, it's easy to be dead to me when we haven't even met. Like I'm, not, I don't even, I'm not even sure of his last name. Right. I'd have to literally go into my Facebook and remember it. And also, there needs to be a filing system. There needs to be a notes system. button on Facebook yeah. that you can, like you can write notes about someone that only you can see. Just like so you when can you sign them. in, yeah, yeah. So that you can. I think that's yeah. something that should be added. Also, I'm just so mad that like, you know, you have the five thousand. 5,000 friend limit, and then you do a fan page, but from a fan page, you can't send an email. Yeah, that's weird. You can't put something in everyone's inbox saying, yeah. hey, I'm going to be... So It seems like it... It's yeah, sort of and now it's not purpose. even a fan page. It's like, like, do you like something? Yeah, it's just weird, and now I've started uh, Tony Provincetown Tripoli, yeah. so that I can have like my, the Provincetown people from right. this thing... I can, you know, stay in touch with them for like next year or my triumphant right, right, return right. or the return with my tail between my legs, whatever, whatever the return is. Yeah. I came um, in my pants. I just my pants. I'm, yeah. Still shitting in my pants. Um, <laughs> still shitting. Tony Tripoli. These are new pants. But still shirtless. Shirtless and shitting. Yeah. So Dave White, who is one of the funniest people I know on the planet. Uh, writer, movie reviewer, all around brilliant fella. Pancake maker. Um, because I posted today the poster, the Provincetown uh-huh. Tony Triple H at my pants poster. Right. And which is me half in the nude because half it's Provincetown. Nude. And so I'm standing there in the jeans. Right. And I'm like going like, Ooh, I, I think I, I think I pooed. My pe- like, right. It's like trying to do a little bit of comedy, but also suck it in. And it's, you know, I, it, there's a lot of levels of bullshitty happening, but it's whatever. But it looks great. It's means to an end. It looks great. I'm a proof of the fonts and you know, I'm a font. Yeah. 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 It's, I'm and really, really proud. Picture, Gabriel Goldberg, the, photographer, brilliantly talented. Didn't really, didn't do much. Didn't really like make the poster something that I'm not like, do you know what I mean? No, like he didn't simple, like, clean, he, but I mean, good. he didn't Photoshop it to like, it's not, Sylvester Stallone's body with my head on it. it Do you know great. what I mean? Like it's, and um, but so I posted it, and there's like you just get when you post a new picture, especially right. something like that. There's like this flood of like literally like thirty comments in the right. in the first you know twenty minutes. Oh, like, I wouldn't be man enough to read them. No, no, no I mean people nice? are all very nice. But Dave White sent me a separate email right. saying, and the title was "My Favorite Thing About Your." shirtless picture comments that was the title okay and the body of the email was just like i love that you have a number of your hots right and they're all spelled y-o-u-r-h-o-t <laughs> so basically your, your your fan base is but i don't care dave nothing. white because you know what i all i heard i'm hot yeah that's, that's all what i'm taking from it I don't need. need it to be fucking spell checked. You don't need an apostrophe. No, or the E. Yeah, you can. You know what I mean? It's just it's my hot. Yeah. Fine. Fine. So I'll take it. Some of them might have been U R, like sometimes you just write U R, hot. Oh, the so, letter U. The yeah. letter. None of those. It's all Y O U R H O T, and there's like three of them. Great. You're hot. And I'm like, yeah, that's a picture you know, of my hot. Yeah. I guess. I'm come gonna, to my show I'll and defend them. leave your apostrophes at home. <laughs> Fine, don't bring them. Check your apostrophes no. at the door. No, there's no drink minimum, no yeah, apostrophe yeah, yeah. minimum. 
Yeah, I love it. Oh, well, go That's ahead. That's good. Talk about your post-it. Uh, well, I have some things on my post-it. Speaking of computer things, okay, so I was writing blog posts for Queersighted.com about RuPaul's Drag Race. And the... Um, that were hilarious. Thank you. They were fun. Go check out Queersighted.com and there's... I loved the Dancing, Dancing with the, with the stars. stars. on there and there's... Uh, I'm starting to do So You Think You Can Dance. Mm-hmm. But anyway... Um, people post comments, and I don't read comments about my stuff okay. too much because I feel like, you know, you know, you know what? There's a lot of Dennis. What haters? There's a lot of haters. Don't be a drink, hater, Carney. They drink haterade. They do hate. You and know, they, so I'm not man enough to do it. So the other day, I opened up the email that's connected to that uh, website, and I was like, "Oh, you had a comment." So I didn't even know I was right. being alerted about this. So I'm like, "I'm gonna open one and see." It's from Merle Ginsburg, who is one oh, of the judges on RuPaul's Drag Race. I feel and like I, she would be a fun friend to have. I made a bit of fun of her, talking about how every time you see her, she's got a different haircut. That's and, fine, though. That's and true. And is she having an identity crisis or what? I don't even remember what I said. But when I first opened this, I was doing homework with Brett and Danny and Coffee Bean, and I was like, <laughs> oh, God, it's immediate... Merle Ginsburg. I'm not But your immediate enough. reaction was, she's angry at you. Yeah. Which it was not what it is, I bet. No, it's not. Of course. But, you know, I'm not... You can't. That can't be the first place you go, Dennis. Oh, but oh, I she's angry go, at me. I am there. I, I don't go there. I am there. <laughs> well, no. So I opened it, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm not man enough." And then we sat and talked for a while. And I'm like, "Okay, let's open it." Um. And this is from Merle, Merle Ginsburg. Oh. You were right the first time. I'm not sure what I said. I must have said either she's having an identity crisis or she just feels like having fun with Topsy okay. Tales. Or you you were right the first time. I was just having fun with my hair. The drag queens inspired me. No identity crisis. Next season, though, I'm going Julie Christie and shampoo. Giant poofy bobs. If you can't have fashion fun on this show, where Merle Ginsburg. I love her. Isn't that nice? Oh, God, I love her. And I was her. so relieved because I thought, oh, I thought, what if she – because I did – I do – I did, like – I was curious about her, how everything – Yes, that was a great observation, and it was true, yeah. and it wasn't mean-spirited. So everything's – It's a silly – Good. TV recap. I didn't have to kick anything across the floor. Oh, God. So it, we, I dodged a bullet. But I did hear something about her years ago. Mm-hmm. One of my editors at a magazine that I was writing for um, hired her to do a story, a yeah. big story, and she was unreliable. Like, I don't know if something was going on in her life, but late, fucked up, didn't deliver, hmm. whatever. So... I'm glad. I don't hope know. To he. I hope to he. Maybe she's back on track. Flaky date. She was a flaky date. She was a flaky journo date. I have uh, an email here. That okay. One of our uh, listeners wrote into the yeah. the comedy couch. Okay. At gmail dot com. Did you know that that was our email address? I do. Yeah. The I comedy did. couch at gmail dot com. I know it's the comedy couch, but I just feel like the comedy couch makes it easier to understand. And it helps people to remember yeah. to add the But I know Dave and Alonzo are like, it's the comedy couch. Yeah. It's only the when it's before a vowel. Yeah. All right. Um, this is from Rob from Orlando. I like that. And it's titled, Hoping to He and Save a Gay Marriage. Oh, shit. First of all, I love that Hoping so, to He is really Are you already, season. you feel like they're mad at you already, like Merle Ginsburg? Because no. I feel like this is going to be good. I think it's going to be good. All right, so don't no, no, clench no. your ass. This no, 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 I'm not. I like Hoping to He. Dear Dennis and Tony, just wanted to thank you both again Aww. for a wonderful, wonderful podcast. I've been a listener for over a year, and last wow. week had to drive from Orlando to Wisconsin with my husband. Moment of silence for that. For fuck, anyone with a husband or the long drive? No, for driving from Orlando yeah. to Wisconsin. It's hard Talk to about stand somebody up. Frying pan into the fire. Jesus. Yeah. Um, 
What could have been a trip through the darkest pit of hell was lightened up by you two. I don't think we had a 15-minute conversation on the whole drive. It was fabulous. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And it was quite fun hearing the podcast in order without stopping, because when we got to Wisconsin, we had just gotten to Tony's Craigslist hookup, and we actually had a Dynasty cliffhanger moment, because we had arrived at our destination and had to stop listening until the return trip back. And I had forgotten what happened, so hearing it again was a good gasping moment. It was a jaw All of it was great, and I loved listening. So, so I love that it plays out like an anthology. Yeah. So you have a new subscriber. David loved it. I'm doing my part to spread the word and hope that uh. you two begin domination on the planet. Dennis will be the the kind king, and Tony will probably kill us all by being co-king. But you take what you get. Take what you can get. I'm not sure. Okay, I'm I'm means. reading it right. I'm the kind king. Yeah. Meaning I'm nice. Yeah, you're the nice, and I'm the yeah. You're good cop, I'm bad cop. <laughs> okay, cool. Don't act like you don't know that that's our I'm Cagney personality. Or yeah. Oh. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, I'm okay with am being. Am I Hutch? I'm okay am with I being punch? bad cop, but I am not Tyne Daly. <laughs> I will draw the fucking line right here. I will stop reading this email. If you're saying that I'm Time Date Tyne Daly, uh, Tony, I will that kick these fucking our friendship. I will kick these phony DVDs across the motherfucking room. I don't know their names, but I am Sharon Goddamn Glass. <laughs> and if I were Sharon Glass, I wouldn't have done Queer as Folk. Let me just say that. I loved how every scene, her first line was some cum joke. <laughs> hey, you guys need. Good morning, cum guzzler. <laughs> Who <Menus>? likes eggs? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, time for bacon and jizz. Yeah. Um, so you gotta anyway. get your protein from a plate. I remember that was in the <laughs> pilot. I was like, oh, really? Um, I just want pie. So it says Dennis will be the kind king, and Tony will probably kill us all by being co, co king. But you take what you can get. Now, Tony, not that you'd be a bad ruler, but you'd be fixated on Eric. Anyway, uh -huh. I'm a month behind on listening to hear what happens next Holy and shit. secretly listen to hoping to he, even though I said I would wait and listen with David. <laughs> I'm not waiting for the next road trip. I had, I had you guys first. Dennis, I'm glad you found Clonopin. You need to get your anxiety under control. I think it's a lot better than Xanax. I'm the pharmacist. Oh, good. Uh, because Xanax is so short acting and more addictive. Clonopin can knock the anxiety out and let you function during the day. Hopefully, once things go better, then you can start cutting back on the Clonopin. As a pharmacist, I feel bad for really just, just getting rid of the anxiety. I do feel that therapy is a good way of releasing anxiety, and talking about it is good, too. Holding in anxiety, bad. So podcast, good. Good, and thank you. Is that the regular person that emails us? Yes. Hopefully, okay. with time, the anxiety will start going down. Don't be afraid to take the Clonopin. Right now, it's needed for you to function. Thank now, you. Now, years from now, if you're still taking it and are just taking it because you like it and need it, then we may have a problem, and you could be steps away from meth and cutting off your foot. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> you don't, people don't cut off their foot. They get them fucked off, Jesus. Rob. It's as if you don't even listen. Is that from Rob? or? Yeah, that was Rob and boyfriend... Uh, David. David. So yeah. who's the Rob pharmacist? is the pharmacist. Rob's the pharmacist. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So uh, there you go. Now, do you want to tell? Do you want to talk? Do you want to give an update? A pharmaceutical update? A uh, pharmaceutical update. Um, I am less anxious, mm -hmm. but I still have near almost all the time an, an awareness in my body and an ache and a pain. Uh, the clonopin does seem to help. I came off Zoloft and he was starting me on something else. Um, but I wanted to take a break in between and I kind of did, but it wasn't getting better. So I thought I'm going to start on this new thing. And I've done a, a couple of days of a quarter 
and um, it's too soon to tell if it's making anything feel better, but I, I do feel like I have some weird side effects with it a little bit. Um, but I'm going to try to do what the doctor says. Oh, you are? I'm going to try. Well, when we talked the other night, you said you were quitting. I, you were out. I don't, I don't believe they're going to work for me. I feel they make me feel strange sometimes. Yeah. I, but it's just my – part of it's my mind. I feel like um, I'm the exception to the antidepressant thing. Like it doesn't work for everybody. I feel like I'm that guy. But I'm – because I haven't had good luck with the first few. Right. Um, and I wouldn't mind if they just didn't work, but if they make you feel weird and oh, yeah. crazy, that If you do something sucks. bad, then that's a bad thing. However, um, somebody that I met the other day that is in my career workshop um, has goes to like a, a Eastern medicine yeah. herbalist person. Yeah. And I might try that. Tracy. Acupuncture. You know, my friend and, Tracy, Clean George. Yeah. Changed her life. And you know what? In addition to whatever this other stuff is, because I want to fucking take this on. He literally told her a couple of foods that she can't like. She yeah. can't do like wheat pasta. Yeah. She has to do like rice noodle and stuff like that. Like yeah. he literally gave her like th like easy stuff, you know, um, to like. But some like Chinese. Yeah, it was like all this drinking testing that tea. happens. Right. There was a whole process, but and, um, it was it came down to all you have to do is just not eat these three things anymore, yeah. and boom, her whole everything changed. And for this woman, he did the first test, and he goes, well, "You all, you drank your last cup of coffee." And uh, after the test, he said. And then there was another thing where there were oh she had a a, a hip replacement so there was metal in her mm. leg and she was having issues with it and so it meant she was either um, allergic to the steel or the something or the titanium there were right. three different things and he did some tests and based on the the tests he he gave her some herbs and they figured it was the titanium and she and it gone wow see so i and there's and he sure also something does, to that and he, and he also does acupuncture and stuff and so i'm curious i'm gonna give this guy a call on tuesday it's it's I, not super expensive no it's but not it's not cheap. cheap but i think it's worth doing and yeah. i that's I i've know, gotta get better a number of people that have yeah had really great experiences with it and i definitely want to try um acupuncture yeah i've tried it I once think. when i had my other neck thing but yeah. i was too far gone with that that was a full-on herniated disc uh, yeah. you know that was um, but cause I'm excited about things and life and stuff like that. I'm not, um, like mopey dope, but, but the physicality is, yeah. it's like, it's like not be, it's like, oh, I'm not, I'm sick. I'm not, but well. I do, but there's also some food things. I bet. Yeah. With it. With I that bet he'll there tell are. Me. I bet he'll that. say, you know what you need to not eat is this, this, and that. Oh, like, I'd love I bet it. there's, because like, you know, Tracy was like, I, I was getting depressed from, like white flour yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Like, but it wasn't like white flour. It wasn't something that's in everything. Yeah. Like it was something that was really like, she can't have whole wheat yeah. stuff or something. Like it was like really easy to avoid yeah. and substitute. It wasn't like she can't eat in restaurants or anything. Right. You know what I mean? But, um, yeah, I, I you know, this but I woman, bet there's something you eat that really affects your mood and your pain and your, she started going to him in, in March and has only had three actual appointments in the office. The first yeah. cons consultation, the herbs, another follow up, and so and it's changed dramatically yeah. her life. So, and she's had a friend that's dealt with depression that had good results. So we're gonna try it um, because I noticed a lot. I've noticed a lot of changes from doing the shakes for a month. Yeah, by just not eating any food. Right. There are obviously some foods that I eat 
that do affect me negatively mm-hmm. that since I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, right. so it's going to be interesting as I start, you know, coming eating, back in. Yeah. Eating foods when I, I hope to be aware of like, wow, that one really, yeah, that really, I crash after that. Like I yeah. really have a mood dip or I really, you know, but anyway, I have another, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'll let you know how it is for sure. I don't know. I'm going to see. She, she said it can be hard to get in. So uh, we have another email and this okay. is from a loyal listener, Norma. Um, and uh, this one's called this and that. Um, and it says, Hey, Dennis and Tony, I love the idea that there are more antidepressant fish in the sea for Dennis. I feel some sort of parallel between Dennis's search for the right antidepressant and Tony's match.coffees. I'm thinking montage. I also love Dennis. Cut compared- <laughs> you sitting in a coffee bean <laughs> with a, looking at your watch and, t- and texting somebody. Yeah. And me like just putting pills in my mouth and throwing my head back <laughs> and weeping. <laughs> and both of us not being able to get hard later. <laughs> but See, it's, it, would it's ha- it would have the same. It would have it's the same true. ending. Um, she says, I also love Dennis comparing Tony's diarrhea weekend to a staycation. <laughs> I just love that word. And yeah. Dennis, I love it when you do that. This week's podcast was great because of the surprise appearance of the Falcon announcer. I'm a big fan of Screening Party, and I even have the audio version. When you got to A Gift I Made Myself, I was saying the title right along with you. By the way, Dennis started to talk about the text he sent to Hoping to He. Oh, right. But he didn't say what he sent or if there was a response. And I'm not sure if that was on purpose. Right. Also, Dennis, you mentioned in the very first podcast, I, this is literally, Norma's going back to just January 09. We're the audio the version first, of Lost. Yeah. It's true. I know. There's so many, there's Jesus, a smoke I'm monster. I'm glad that fucking show's over. I'm glad I sat it all out. I, I am right. too. I was you right. tired of the first... reading about it? And, oh, look, another Entertainment Weekly cover. So she says that you mentioned in the first podcast that you'd be telling stories about your Mormon, Mormon background. Oh. Maybe you should put that on your post-it. I'm writing it right now. So you've ended a few podcasts with Dennis laughing, and I love that. Maybe it will be back soon with the Wellbutrin. I'm not on Wellbutrin. Well, but this, you know, that's you know, it's on my it's on it's on my dream board. (laughs) (laughs) What Wellbutrin or laughter? Both, actually. No, I laugh a fair bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, What was the oh the hope to he text. So I texted him back and I said, um, I don't know. He reached out and well, said, I his hope to text hear. was, uh, Dennis, I can't even remember. So, uh, I, I, uh, I know the last time we talked, I, you know, said I was going to do something and I didn't. And clarity is on hope to he, <laughs> Fuck. and then the next, the very next text was hear from you. So it wasn't like, the, Oh, there was another text. Yeah. Oh, see, I thought it was just hope to he, and then he didn't even bother no. to finish. hear from you, but still, hear from you. It wasn't like the email, the texting program had divided it because it would have been R. It, that would have been R from you, right? It, but so he figured out he goofed. I don't know. He knew he accidentally hit send, yeah, and started at the word he was hear on, from. which is what you really should do, yeah, if you're being a polite uh, texting person. <sighs> But but it was Te- pretty funny. Polite texting flaky motherfucker. Yeah, it was per- pretty funny to get a, a text from a flake that literally flaked in the middle that of the literally word. just conked out halfway through. <laughs> like, couldn't even get there. And gave us one of our biggest runners. Hope to he. Along with God. movies and more. I just... Uh, so I texted him back and I said um, something very simple. I uh, 
thank you. Fuck you. Fuck did you? Fuck you. No. Um, <laughs> you know, thank. I appreciate you reaching out. Um, I have been going through some work and um, stress and stuff lately, but maybe when I emerge from that, we can reconnect or something. I basically said, right. uh, thanks for reaching out. Not now. Hope to he or whatever I said. Hope you get hit by a truck. <laughs> yeah. I hope you. Yeah. Uh, please, please accept my app. Please accept my app. I hope your plane falls out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, oh and then he emailed me back and he said, I relate to that or whatever. So, anyway. So, my, whatever. So, that was, I just sent him a text saying, you know, I got your text and whatever. Um, so, let me tell you something that I'm yeah. more excited about than just about anything in the Lay world. Lay it on me. First of all, I discovered a te- uh, Starbucks this week that is the perfect homework Starbucks because there's always enough tables and there's always plugs. Wow! It's the drive-through one on Camarillo and Tahunga, and because I like to write yeah. out in the world, that is perfect. Okay. Because they're it's nine- really small too. Not not that it looks small because it's a drive-through. Right. But inside, more plugs and tables than Good, any. Good. Okay. It's never like oh that person's getting up, jump in. Okay. It's great. And there was a woman there who had a laptop like mine with uh, some kind of decal on the back that's like an old-fashioned typewriter. Uh-huh. And I went up to her and I said, excuse me, that's really neat. What, what is that? Is that like a sticker? And she goes, no, they're called jelly skins, jelly skins. And, you can, and I'm like, well, where do you get them? And she goes, well, you can get them online. And she told me the name of it. Well, so, I still haven't gotten a flesh jack, so I don't know how much I want you to talk about this product. Well, I went on the, the website and I am obsessed with them. And I've decided that my reward for finishing my Modern Family script is going to be a jealous skin. And check them out. They're like cool designs. Yeah. This is the one I, I ordered. Um, you, if you order three, you get one free. And I shouldn't have you, even why ordered one. Why would you one. want so many? Well, because they make amazing gifts. Oh, like, I see. Isn't okay. that cool? And I want to see which one I like the most. Yeah. And maybe switch it out. How do I see the other ones? The other ones? Um, they're beautiful people. I recommend looking at the website. They're, yeah. They're, I'll show I don't you. Wanna, this is the I'm one. not going to describe. This is the typewriter one. Um, yeah. That's, that's super cool, cool, right? And yeah. there's like a boom box. Totally and it would cool. fit on yours. So when, when it comes. Is it just the top or is I there? Think, I think it's just the top. Okay. So um, I'm, I don't know why. I just obsessed with them. Um, and plus, I've got an Obama sticker on the back of mine right now that says "Hope," which yeah. is so 2008. And I, I don't want to get into a political fight in a coffee shop, uh, so I want a jealous skin, which is kind of like a flesh check. Speaking of which, oh. I need to get cornstarch. Oh, okay. And I don't know what cornstarch is. It is, is it like food? flour. It's, oh, it's, it's going to be in a box. Okay. That'll say cornstarch, and okay. it's it's gonna look like uh, powdered sugar, okay, like confectioner sugar, really okay. light and just dust. Yeah, except it's not sweet. It's corn. If you if you taste it, it's just okay. cornmeal. But it's really really fine cornmeal. Okay. Um, because that's what you're supposed to use to clean your flesh. Basically, you after would a use time. you would take a little bit of water and cornstarch to make like a thick, okay, gluey thing that you would add to thicken gravies yeah. and things, or yeah. you know. Because I was at a CVS earlier, yeah. before the movie, we stopped they there. Have it, probably. And I and I thought I didn't even know if it was in the cleaner. It'll I didn't be know next what to the was. flower, right? So I went up to On this girl that aisle. was stocking, uh, thing, and I said, "Do you have any cornstarch?" And I go, "I'm not even really sure what it is." And he goes, "She goes, well, my grandma uses it to cook stuff. It would be right in here." 
And I said, well, it's for my masturbation sleep. <laughs> like, I did not say that. God, I so wish you we- had. It's so weird. It's so, it would be okay if you did it because she knows speaking English. So it would have been fine no, anyway. She was but... uh, African-American descent and uh-huh. uh, knew right where everything was for me, but wow. did not, could not deliver the cornstarch. So I'm gonna, she goes, you're going to have to go to Ralph's or something like that. Yeah. So um, I'm on the quest for cornstarch. Okay. All right. It'll also be like a dollar oh good or something like it's good. not a pricey because i one box I, will last you forever oh and by the way elizabeth says you need bleach oh good just while you're bleach. going around yeah like we don't use bleach well she uses it in the showers i'm not sure what she means when she cleans not your like shower chlor- not like clorox yeah a gallon of bleach really for the showers all right she cleans the showers which she actually still does all right on all the know. list of things she fucking doesn't do anymore she's thrown down she, like, she's dusting. like the friends cast now where she's like i'm she, only gonna come in three days yeah later. she doesn't dust anymore she doesn't she won't change my sheets unless i'm here and go um will you change my sheets because the last time it's weird i literally left sheets on the bed for her and she didn't change it? No. They were still fucking sitting there when I came home. That's I was like, listen, weird. you lazy bitch. And in the olden days, she just stripped the bed, yeah, got new weird. sheets out of the cupboard, and did like, but now it's like I have to fucking trick her into it. That's and then, weird. you know, when I was here the last time when she was here on Wednesday, she goes, oh, Tony, Tony, you got you garbage in your bathroom is so full. You can take it out to dumpster. Your imitation is and I go, on. What? You what? It's so and weird she goes, though. She never please, does that with me. Please, you can take out for me. Yeah. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. And I go, I'm thinking, you know, this condo is still only four rooms. It's yeah. not. We haven't expanded. Like yeah, in the twelve sure. years, you used to do this and then go to another place for the second half of your day. Yeah. Now, now it's your whole day. You sit in the kitchen on my computer and eat cookies. Does she use and your computer? Talk. Remember, she I busted her one time. She was on my computer on a telenovela like gossip chat room board. Oh shit! Like leaving comments about some plot line. I didn't know that. <laughs> and I go, Elizabeth, like, she, and she goes, she goes, oh, you know, working. Like she was irritated that I wasn't at work. Oh my goodness! God. Our, our we have such different relationships. Our, we, our experiences with her are so <laughs> night and day. It's like Doctor Jekyll and Mrs Hyde, or whatever. Yeah, and she, I also found out she's fifty-one. Yeah, she got her driver's license. Yeah, at which she was so proud of the fact that she's a citizen, which I think is yeah, a good thing. She had to go to Pomona to get it. I thought yeah. that was cool. But um, fifty-one, I didn't think she was. I would have. You would have thought said she was younger or yeah, older. Yeah, yeah, but then. Shit, I might be 51. I don't know. Uh, I'll be lucky if I hope I'm 51 at some point. Um, I went to Oil Cans and Two Step last night. Oil Can Harry's. I loved it so much. It's a country western. was born. What? Well, made. Or at least, at least invented. Of all of the places in L.A., <laughs> no, I guess it's not. It's not the atheist. It really is. It's not. That's true. Um, so it's a country western bar. I used to go there that all the French time. French Market restaurant. <laughs> That's the atheist place. In I town, used to don't like to think? eat there because it was. It was like going to San Francisco in the seventies. Like there'd be well, there'd be. Like, I rest my case. Right, but there, it was kind of cruisy in our old school way. It was like kind of people were a little leery, like sitting on those metal wrought iron chairs on like outdoor yeah. furniture but yeah. you're inside i'll take a piece of that like there was a lot of like i'll have a slice of ham all you mode. know you go you go to west hollywood where you order everything you, in everyone the falcon shuts video you voice. down yeah everything everyone shuts you down you go to here and 
the Abbey and you go to a shame spiral and then you go to the French market <laughs> for a piece of pie and it's like – And someone puts their finger in you. Yeah. Try the cherry and then come in my mouth if you want. <laughs> Thank you. I we ran out of hollandaise sauce, so I'm just going to shoot a load on your eggs. Yeah. That's all right, isn't it, boys? Yeah. <laughs> so I like that. that, that so anyway, <laughs> Oil Can Harry's, Country Western Place. I have this friend, Scott. Is he a new friend? Scott. And I don't know if you've met him. You don't need more friends, Dennis, but go ahead. I do. I love friends. It's the only thing I'm doing right. I know, but you've got so many as it is. It's go ahead. It's the only thing I'm doing right. Anyway, he's boyfriends with my friend Victor who lives in New York. Scott lives out here, doesn't know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Victor's like, you should meet my friend Dennis. He, um, right. So anyway, we hang out. He likes to go to old movies. and So he happened to be in the neighborhood. We went and had Chinese. And he came here and got me and I got in his car and went somewhere. Isn't that so nice? Because we, we kind of so live, we are always the furthest out. So Which is bullshit because we're really not. But, but whatever. Who, people when play, was the, how often people do you get picked like, up yeah, yeah, to yeah. do something? I, I never do. Ever. Right. So he picked me up in his car. We go to have Chinese at Joy Feast over on Alameda. Have you been? Nope. Don't know So about good. Okay. I had a coupon. Uh-huh. And then we decide we're going to go to oil cans. So we come back here. I get in my outfit. I get cowboyed up. Um, and I'm wearing um, – I inherited Red Savage's boots. From, okay. So I'm wearing his boots. Okay. And, uh, you know, whatever, little cowboyed up. Then we drive to his place in his car. Yeah. He gets outfitted in Hancock Park. Then we go to the club, have fun, and then he drives me back here. Mm-hmm. But when was the last time you went out with a friend where it's like, oh, I'm going to go get ready. Yeah. And then we're in your car and we're going to go get ready. I felt like I was in an 80s movie. Yeah. I felt it's like, like you're it, listening to 45s while it, yeah, he's getting singing right. into a hairbrush. Exactly. While you're getting dressed. What do you think of these pants? I think they're cute. You should wear yeah. them. Yeah, like it was like I've got a really good shirt you could borrow. Yeah, it was like it was wow. like sixteen candles music, okay. and we decided that this is going to be the summer of why not? I'll tell so, you why. Do you want to be? Shit, the, see, I'm already out. You're that, already I out. mean, it just like reflex. I think it's the summer you, of why not. It's the summer of why not. Okay, that's I, we're not sure what that means, but we decided that it was going to be the summer of why not. Okay, and um, it was fun to go to Oil Can Harry's. There was a guy there named Steve. B, who used to, I used to dance with all the time in like the early to mid 90s. Mm. He was still there, still like the best dancer in the room, still kind of sexy mm-hmm. and a little bit assholey, maybe. But, Probably. But fun to dance with. And I was like, mm, I'm intrigued. Cards were swapped. Wow. But it was like a flashback. Did he hold you tight? He did. Well, that's good, Dennis. But I was dancing around the room, and it feels—it just feels good. And I was like, this is so much fun. I forgot how fun this oh, is. Oh, that's so nice. So we're going to do a little more of that. Michael Anthony and David met us there. So, Excellent. You know, there were some folks I knew. I'm back in the shit-kicking is my point. Um, that's all. We went on Wednesday night. Yes, we did. And sat through uh, another endless old movie. <laughs> I loved it. And it it was, it's not without charm. We went to see uh, How how to Succeed in Business business Without Really Trying. Without uh, Waking Tony. And (laughs) it's, no, it was, I thought it, I mean, it was, look, that movie was so saved by Hedy LaRue for me. Yeah. That Hedy Hedy LaRue character is a revelation. And I don't know why she wasn't in a ton of more, I don't know why we don't know who she is. Because it's really not a very well-written role, and everything that that character is asked to do has been done a thousand times in a million other movies by the other bimbo. And yet she made it sort of fresh and kind of different and likable and 
Yeah, fun. she's like the bimbo in the office. But that I love uses that the other appeal. female characters didn't hate her behind her back. Yeah. Also, like everyone just kind of thought, wow, she's a hot tomato. And, and all of her costumes had like cutouts above the frillies. Yeah, and, it was yeah, crazy. it was really great. And but um, I thought Robert Morris was so fucking bizarre and just coked on in the movie yeah i I love people think it was so yeah you were really i thought it was inventive and nutty and i love the way he kind of weird looks to the camera yeah he bugs i love i mean me i thought it was iconic but it probably was you're i'm sure you're right and i'm wrong i just it was a little jerry lewisy well so again um, you know not i thought really inventive like he didn't quite know how he was gonna act and i felt like michelle lee um was really confident in a role in, in a situation where the girl shouldn't have been so confident. So it was like, are there scenes that are cut out of this that, that that she knows that I don't know? Maybe it was her inner monologue. Yeah. Her inner monologue. Like that's, I want to have that kind of confidence. I want to be Michelle Lee in that dumb movie. Right. Because she fucking, Oh, what? It's your first day and you asked me to lunch and now you're canceling on me to go with yeah. the executives? Not a problem. I can tell you like me. Like it was so weird and and then she was fucking right. She was right yeah. in the end, but and very beautiful. The whole thing was just I, you know, weird and whatever. But oh, um there was a person there cuz there was like 14 This was at the last remaining seats. Uh-huh. Um Film series, which they do every year in Los Angeles. Which I call my last re- last remaining nerve. Right, and I love so much. Because it's always me getting tricked into sitting through some three-hour-long movie from, you know, before Days I was gone born. by. Yeah, yeah. And I, you're just, just not good with. Hell. I'm not good with current movies, but I'm really not good with old movies. Oh, God, and it's my favorite thing. So it's uh, our friend Tom is really into it. So he bought a, a block of tickets yeah. and uh, – um, and I always love going. I make the fun of it, but I are, love going. They have them in the old theaters downtown, yeah. like the Orpheum in Los Angeles. And they Young Frankenstein amazing. two years ago was I one of the most one. fun nights of my life. It was, was so it? much and fun. Cloris Leachman and um, yeah, and Mel it was Brooks before were there. it was before Dancing with the Stars. So it was before like the whole world knew she was this nutty old kook. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was she her was and Mel test, Bro- She was workshopping. She her was nutty totally old, workshopping that her character. Nutty old kook stuff out. And you know when you go with Tom, you're there. A day he, and a half before, he likes to camping sit. out on the street. Yeah. But let me tell you something. You are in the first GD row. Right. Like, literally, the photographers are like, is this seat taken? And we're like, yeah. yes. Should have yeah. been here sooner. Right. Exactly. Mr. Credentials. Exactly. Like, that, that, that little lanyard's useless And it was me. so fun because one of my – I don't like waiting, you know, two hours for things to start. Right. But I love doing it with Tom because then I get to be the one that tells everyone, you can't sit there. And I mean, I got like 40 minutes of telling people they couldn't sit there, which, which that was enjoy. the best part of my fucking week. You loved it? Yes. Because it's the opposite of me being able to read it. I can't even read an email. Here's from... why. One of the things that throws me into a furious rage yeah. is when I'm driving over Laurel Canyon mm-hmm. and we're, I'm going up Laurel Canyon and I've crossed Ventura Boulevard and now I'm going up, up, up and I'm almost to Mulholland and everybody goddamn knows that it's going to go from two lanes to one lane and the right hand lane is only going to be for right turns at Mulholland. And they try to, everyone knows this. And so people are waiting in the left hand lane. That's going to go straight. And the right hand lane is moving along quickly. And 
fuckers zoom past the people waiting their turn in line up to the front and then tried to sneak in at that last second. Yes. And to me, that's what those people at last remaining seats are doing when it's five minutes to movie and it's a sold out 5,000 seat screening yeah. and they walk up to row two dead center and go, oh, can we sit here? Oh yeah, yeah, nobody wanted second row center. The people yeah. really want to sit in the back of the balcony. Yeah, come right on down, you fucking piece of shit. So uh, I love squashing their little, that momentary hope that they had. Oh my God, we're gonna sit in the third row. Not on my watch, you're not. The seats are taken. So that was so. like, that was more fun than the movie. Well. But here's, this is the story that I want to tell. Yes. Tom had like 14 seats, 14 tickets. Right. And I got to fucking cock block all of them. It was great. So one of the people um, was this person and you know, you're chatting. We're standing there in the seats chatting. Cause again, we're all there an hour before right. the thing inside the theater. Wait, so we're talking and it's social and it's pleasant. Some people go tour the building right. and you know, others I are standing and, and talking to the building. My friend Glenn had never been yeah, there. Before. So I talked to a couple of people and one of the guys was like, Oh, we're Facebook friends. Cause of course he knew you already. And he knew Tom, we have a bunch of friends in common. And I was like, Oh, okay. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't really know any of my Facebook friends. So we probably are, but it's nice to meet you face to face. Like I'm not doing that thing where you act like, of course I remember you. Like I'm not going to lie. Right. You know? So it was like, Oh, well it's really great to meet you now. And very nice. We're talking and it's interesting. And, and there's like three of us. To, anyway, I didn't feel like it was flirtatious, especially. Right. But then uh, when I got home, there was a Facebook message from him that, and this is, you know, this is an L.A. person that works in the industry here in Hollywood, in L.A. And there was this email from him that was like, uh, wow, I was wrong. We weren't Facebook friends, but that's an easy fix. And there was, you know, like a friend request or whatever. So I accept his friend request. And then, um, but I don't really write anything. I just accepted it. And then he writes the next day, by the way, when do I get more Tony Tripoli? And it's the, it was the way I read it. It was sort of like from someone that this could be the sweetest kind of like romantic flirtatious thing, mm -hmm. but also you could also read it like I'm a Hollywood asshole and I get everything I want. When do I get more Tony Triplett? Like you could, you could read that into it if you want. Like I wasn't sure since I don't know this person. Right. So you weren't sure if he was being nice or if it's like, I want what I want when I want it. It was, yeah. You just couldn't really Hard to tell because of the way it was worded anyway. So I've asked a couple of friends, Hey, do you know this person? And one of the, the stories, uh, is, Oh yeah. I don't really know him at all, but, uh, one of like the first or second times that we met, um, we were virtually strangers and we were at something and a friend of mine came over and we were all, the three of us were talking. And after, as the person walked away, this person who flirted with me was like, oh, that's your friend. Is he single? Yeah. Can you fix me up? Is he a bottom? Cause I'm a top. I'm a really good top. Like I'm a total, I'm a really good top. So is he a bottom? And so now I'm obsessed with being a really good top. Like it's I'm already, top of the top. It's kind of tacky yeah. to even with your closest friends. Yeah. I think be like, What's the deal on him? Is he a bottom? Is he a top or is he a bottom? Like that already is getting into an area that for me yeah. feels, and I mean, I talk about anything, but that feels like maybe not the most 
I don't know. There's something about that kind of sex talk. It lacks romance. Well, no, it feels like there's sort of like, it's sort of being a bragger about something that you shouldn't be bragging about because you don't have control. You know, you don't, it's, you like what you like and you don't get points for liking this or not liking that. It doesn't make you more of a man. No, it doesn't. It makes you more of an asshole. Right. Probably. But um, ironically, (laughs) not using your asshole makes makes you you more more of an an asshole. asshole if you talk about it. Who is it? Mouth it to me. And so I'm not going to, I'm not going to. And so, um, I'm trying to think of who all was, I don't even know. But anyway, so I just, so a, now it's dead. B we're supposed to have coffee tomorrow. Um, and also one of my friends was like, well, he has a boyfriend. So I don't know whether this is what the situation is. So it's, but the point is, he is so barking up the wrong tree with this one that he, yeah. and he has no idea. Yeah. And so, but I just think that it's, my point was, I think that it's kind of tacky to strangers or people that you don't know. To talk like about. I would ask you yeah. something about some, someone's yeah, what sexual, know? maybe what's their thing. Yeah. What maybe. Do? I don't even know that I would, yeah. but maybe, but really, and I look, I get it. I've done a show called I shit my pants. I don't get to play the boy. That's tacky to talk about in front of strangers card, but whatever, I'm playing it. No, I think there is something weird about that kind of talk. I also will not accept someone I don't know pinching my nipple. Oh, that's I will that not a accept that as a greeting. It's that's not an acceptable. Like a, hey, how you doing? It's not not to me. And I will I will literally put my hand over my chest yeah. when you start reaching for it and be like, "Don't do that." Yeah. And I've done it to people that I don't know that. Oh, hi! This is my friend Tony, and they go, "Nice to meet you." And instead of extending their hand to shake, yeah. they extend their hand to reach. And I go, "Don't do that." Like that's how they do it. And now I now I'm the asshole because yeah. I've like brought the room down. Yeah. I'm fine by it. I stand by it. You stand by it. Yeah. Well, that's something. That's kind of how they uh, check. That's kind of how you walk in the Eagle or some uh, of those yeah. places. Yeah. Well, I got into it with Tom Judson today. Yeah. What'd on, you say on with Facebook? Him? What'd you say to him? Because um, he sent a very nice message after I posted my uh, Provincetown yes. poster. And I was like, hey, I've been meaning to write you. And you know how you get busy and blah, blah, blah. But you know, I'm so excited that I'm going to get to meet you and um, see your show finally because I missed it when you were here because I'm after my show is after his show, right? Like almost every night, and um, and I think we're going to be living together in the apartment, right? So you know, Dennis says that you're just the greatest, and we're going to be great friends, and I'm really excited about it. And he was like, "Oh yeah, any friend of Dennis, and you know, Dennis says great things about you too, and it's going to be great." By the way, does TT stand for um, titty torture? And I was like, you know what? No, it doesn't. That's so random. It just that's doesn't. So I, it's, it's not. So I don't random. think that's funny. I don't think that's clever. And I'm fucking putting the kibosh on that right now, person. I don't know. No, it doesn't. The, and I, I literally wrote, no, it doesn't in all caps. And I was like, though I admit my life may have turned out differently if it did. Yeah. But let me again stress to you, it absolutely does not. And he wrote back and was like, isn't it funny how someone can do a whole show about a turd in a dressing room, but then they get all freaked out by a nipple tweak reference. And I was like, yeah, they do. This one does. <laughs> I like them. So that he kind of made he that called me on He it. called you out. So we're having he was, a little he was just banter. being a little silly. Of course. Yeah. It's, it's all love. It's great. Good. But it was like, I had to shut him down and then he fucking shut me right, right. down. Right. I too. like that. 
He's... Although I don't know what he thinks. I tell a story about a turd in a dressing room. He didn't you send an email early on to him because he said something oh, about it. Oh, okay. Where that I'm going to leave a turd in I'll the dressing room. I'll leave a turd in the dressing room for you. Okay, yeah, that's what it was. See, so oh, now it's Casita. clever. He's calling back. Something yes. I said, right. which now makes it clever. Yes. If he had just said it, I wouldn't have liked. But since it's something I said, now I'm right. on board. Now you're on board. That's good. Um, I talked about that. I saw two good movies this week. Secrets in Their Eyes from Argentina. I just saw it. It's awesome. But and Exit Through the Gift Shop. We have to say what I said when you... It's a marvel that you saw two good weekend, two, two good, good movies. movies this weekend. Because I'm steering clear of the blockbusters. It's especially miraculous that you saw two good movies yeah. on the weekend that Prince of Persia and Sex and the City 2 yeah. open. Sex and the City do. It's literally just Scat 2. Can we just call it Scat 2? Because every time I see S-A-T-C, it, 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 it scrambles. Like I'm, I guess it's mildly like French just Connection like... UK. Yeah. Um, well, I'm saving Sex and the City 2 for Br- my friend Brett, and we're oh. going to see it together probably on Wednesday. Um, i sure it's not that great, but uh, I'll find something to Now, what are you enjoy. basing that on? Reviews. Every single I haven't read that review. many. I'm not reading them. Alonzo Duralde's review is really great. Yeah. Jackie Clark said there was some stuff in there to enjoy. And, uh, wow, and she's Jackie's. not even a faggot. Yeah. Um, she uh, is awesome. And I, I uh, she's sort of pointing out, like, I guess there's a lot of um, vitriol in the air about how the women are kind of shallow and they like shoes and fashion and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. And she's like, nobody complains when men like cars and yeah. stuff. Like, there's she's picking up a real anti-woman vibe totally. about a lot of the kind of criticism, not only for the movie, but for the show and the whole world of it in general. Yeah. Um, like, well, women are, you know, that either they have a career and then people bitch that, well, she has no feminine qualities. I mean, can't she also like to dress up yeah. like a woman and be a power? Lo- like, yeah, you can't win. You women, can't win. You know, they're... People are going to bitch. Um, I am almost done with my Modern Family script. I'll make my deadline. So Your deadline, which is 48 hours away. Yeah. Wow. I'll make it. I, it might not be – I mean, it'll be a draft. It will probably need some work. I need uh, – what's something that Mitchell, the Mitchell character, yeah. would be really into that Cameron wouldn't, but Cameron would go along with it for Mitchell, i.e. opera, i.e. Uh-huh. Uh, Comic-Con. Because Cameron's so fun and passionate, he'd almost go along with any ride. But what's something where you'd go, mm, I'm not, I don't like that. Um, That's all. Listeners, yeah. think of that. Well, what about something, not Renaissance Fair, but something... Dorky like that. Um, Or like antique, like going to like Antiques Roadshow. Like yeah. It, they're coming to town. Yeah. The guy's going to appraise. And it's like, why do you want to watch someone else's yeah. stuff get appraised? Like, well, that's, it's just fun. It, yeah, because it's be not um, it's not to be used as, in, as a whole plot. It's like Cameron uh, Cameron's favorite country dancing place just reopened again, and yeah. now they're going to go, and Mitchell hates, has never been, right. doesn't know that part of him, gets there, is uncomfortable, feels weird, doesn't mm-hmm. like it, whatever. And I, Cameron's thing is, look, I went and saw da-da-da. Right. I went to, you know, sing that, you know, I went to that. What was that thing? So in other words, they're well, going to do he it could've... to he went to. They went to rent on ice. Yeah, because we know Mitchell likes ice because yeah, he used to skate. But it seems like Camera would love that too. Like Cameron's so joyful and loves things. But you, that's yeah. a funny idea. I just love the idea of rent on ice. I, we, like I, it's kind of, kind of surprised yeah. it hasn't been done. Yeah, 
But well, um, maybe the joke is, well, I went to rent on ice. You know, you loved it. I know. Shoot. Yeah. But maybe the joke is he does love everything and he's up for anything because that is kind of that character. Right. He really there's he tries to make it sound like he it was a chore and you know you loved it. I know. That doesn't work. And that's a good idea. Well, I okay. didn't love it, but we really we met that wonderful girl yeah. that worked in the gift shop and she's right. yeah. Now look at what's on this DVD. I I got a DVD in the mail recently. Yeah. Yeah, it's I read what it says. It's Misadventures in the 213 directed by a guy named Ansel. So this is a guy that emailed me who shot little home movies of parts oh. of my book. Oh, I thought that was just, I thought you had made a copy of, of like the, the audio or something. No, no, no. I was like, who's, I don't remember. There is Ansel. no pilot. Um, this guy uh, is a fan of the book and he and his friend like act out scenes from the book. Have you watched it? I did. It's really, it's cute. That's great. Yeah. I was flattered by it. But the weird thing is there's this opening shot of Sunset Boulevard like a car driving down Sunset Boulevard and then the title Misadventures in the Two and Three. And I just thought, wow, like it's visually represented. Like, and he does some voiceover and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's very that flattering so and charming. Neat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's low well, I'm tech. I'm so glad that you didn't kick it. I could have. I didn't kick it. <laughs> I didn't kick it. I could have kicked it, but I didn't. Well, we need to wrap. Um, um, I think I covered all, most of my post-it. This is a full My hour. Mormon this background? Holy shit. Too long, people. All right. We hope that we got you through at least one workout, hopefully two. Yes. And um, I want to bring up one other thing about Last Remaining Seats. I did a video blog from that place. So if you want to see what the whole How to Succeed evening was like, um, it will be on AfterElton.com. Probably in a few days. That's awesome. Yeah, that was that's what I was running around doing. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can always email us at vcomedycouch at gmail.com. You can reach Dennis on Facebook or at dennishensley.com. And you can find me on Facebook or at tonytriplee.com. And if you have anyone that's going to be in Provincetown from the 21st to the 28th of June, then please, please call in any favor that you have to to get them to come and see Tony Tripoli. I shit my pants at the art house. Uh, the 21st to the 28th. Love it. And let's send a big shout out to our sponsor, Dr. Kiss. Dr. Kiss. Oh, and if you're in San Francisco, Rub Down is making its world premiere at the San Francisco Frameline Gay and Lesbian Film Festival on the 19th and the 27th as part of Funning Boys Shorts, and I will be there on the 19th for sure. That is so exciting. All right, we love you for listening, and we will talk to you soon. I Bye. love how you say we love you for listening. That's we like do. A, that's like your, your, your sign-off. I love them for listening. I know. It's kind of like, how you doing? It's like you're... <laughs> okay, right? Sure, I do, but I love I do. I and the thing do. is, you say it. I don't. You, it's your. Well, because you, know. you don't have love in your heart, Dennis. No, it's true. I don't. Everyone knows I'm the affectionate one, and I'm hopped up on whatever. <laughs> and Goodbye. That's it. Bye.